0: Maggie. I'm Alex and this is socially course the
1: podcast for all things geek nerd TV film and marriage
0: today we'll be talking about um games which yeah. is something we haven't discussed before on the podcast as far as yeah. I know um and this is because this was a poll on Twitter thank you everybody for participating but the outcome of it was that we should talk about Dynasty Warriors 9 and Three Kingdoms Total War Three Kingdoms that's yes. the full name isn't it correct well got done, it right. um, And both of these are games that deal with the same kind of time period and same period of history, and it is something Alex is very passionate about, so oh, basically God. for the next 30 minutes, Alex, take it away! Right, guys, you're all
1: mine now. <laughs> um, so I might be doing a little bit with you guys about what I was doing with Maggie earlier, which yeah. is kind of... Uh, talking a little bit about the kind of time period it's based on and then talking about the games themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm a a massive history nerd. Mm -hmm. You know, I absolutely love it. Um, But I'm also a massive gaming nerd. So, you know, this combines kind of a couple of my favorite things already. Um, And the Total War games and the Dynasty Warriors games are some of my favorite that I've ever played. And, Mm -hmm. And kind of a couple... A couple of the only handful of games and companies that I kind of follow religiously. Mm. So if a new one's announced, you know, I'm always raring to go for it. Um, ever since, <laughs> I played, like, Dynasty Warriors 1 on the PlayStation 1. Mm. Um, and it was fantastic. Yeah, And, and I've I played... Think, yeah, go on.
0: I think it's just worth mentioning that, actually, your love of history probably stemmed from your love of these games, which no, I think yeah, is really absolutely. interesting, and I think it's really crucial as a yeah. point of, you know...
1: Um, so when I was younger, yeah, I was I was obsessed with ancient Rome. Mm-hmm. You um, are still obsessed. With it. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, but it started then, and it, it basically um, grew to a general love of history. But it kind of it was helped along by games like Dinosaurs because I played Dinosaurs one, and I've played every single one of them since then. Mm-hmm. I've played nine yet, um, and they've all been fantastic. Mm-hmm. And it did get me into that period of history, which mm-hmm. was. I don't know really what to call it. I guess it was like the Han dynasty war. Mm. So this was the end of the Han dynasty that had ruled for like, uh, 400 years. I think it was, um, this was it coming to an end. Mm-hmm. And then the events that followed that was basically, uh, you know, a 40 year China civil war, mm-hmm. uh, people trying to grab power or claiming to be, you know, the rightful emperor, the rightful descendant of the emperor. Mm. I'll get more into that later. Anyway. Um, so yeah, in in terms of that, and you know, I love Dennis Terraria's games, and I love Total War games. Mm-hmm. Ever since I played Total War, Shogun, mm-hmm. Or Shogun Total War, I think it was, it was how you called it. Um, yeah, on like one of my first PCs, mm. um, it was fantastic. It mm-hmm. was such a great game, and it got me into RTS games, mm-hmm. it, along with games like uh, Command and Conquer and stuff that I was playing at the time as well. It, it you know got me into RTS games, and mm-hmm. again. Every time Total War announces a new game, um, I get so hyped for it. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and also, actually, a side note, just in case we have people who don't play games, that often RTS refers to real-time strategy.
1: Yes, sorry. yeah. Uh, I'm, so I'm the in, voice
0: of the layman over here.
1: No, we need a translator. It's fine. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, so what that basic real-time strategy, what it basically boils down to is um, like army management and production and controlling an army as you're fighting. Mm-hmm. um massive battles and things like that. it's a lot more interesting than i'm making it sound yeah, um, <laughs> for, for, for real gamers yeah hashtag um
0: hashtag shade
1: so yeah i've played you know Short war um sorry i just said to war yeah, you did. i, 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 I wasn't took a gonna second mention it. to to clock it like <laughs> Shogun Total War and then there was like Attila Total War which obviously dealt with Attila the Horn and then there was all the games that led up to that and then more recently there was Rome Total War which is mm-hmm. great and then Rome Total, Rome Total War 2 which was phenomenal because they introduced so many new mechanics um, and then there was Warhammer Total War which I mm-hmm. think so I got super hyped for Rome Total mm-hmm. War 2 but that was when I was like first, second year at uni and I knew I wouldn't be able to play it for a long, long, long time. I'm no, sorry, what? I didn't. I knew I wouldn't be able to play it because I wouldn't have a computer good enough for a long
0: oh, time. Oh, you mean to so that? I'm sorry. I think, like everybody, I thought you meant time-wise. <laughs> oh, like,
1: no, no, no. no, i no,
0: no. <laughs> if you'd prioritise uni over gaming. No fucking chance.
1: That's, no, I, that's where I clocked all my hours on yeah. Minecraft. But, and um,
0: StarCraft, too. I remember you clocked that over a weekend. Oh, my God. That's such a good game, though. That was, like, the, the worst time to know you, though. Because you literally, every time I saw you, you were there, like, just gaming StarCraft 2. Was it um, Heart of the Swarm? Was and then, the
1: yeah. No, the, well, it was Wings of Liberty. And oh, then, Wings of Liberty, yeah. sorry. I think Heart of the Swarm came out. Anyway.
0: Yeah, but sorry. Um, so I'm just saying, you know, time-wise, Alex yeah, would yeah, have no, been totally fine.
1: I knew I wouldn't be able to play it for a, a good long while because I wouldn't be able to afford a computer good enough to play it. Which was true. I only ended up playing it for the first time, like, a couple of years ago. Mm. Um, and it was well worth the wait, you know. And then... I got, you remember how hyped up I got for Warhammer Total War.
0: What? Never. Exactly.
1: So for (laughs) the last few years, I've become increasingly obsessed with Warhammer. Uh Um, 40k in particular. Uh But this was the other side of it. So it was, Ooh, sorry. This was the other side of it. So this was like the swords and, and the fantasy kind of side of it. Um, yeah, I, I mean, see, so that's another thing that video games led me into, was the fascination with Warhammer. Mm. I have played the first Dawn of War, and all five, four expansions that came out for that. Mm-hmm. Um, because three. So there's four games for it. And then I played Dawn of War 2, and then more recently... <laughs> <laughs> We're
0: both yawning.
1: Do It's mean. been a long day. And then more recently, Dawn of War 3, which is... It's got its own problems. Mm-hmm. Um, and that got me obsessed with Warhammer. Mm-hmm. And then recently I've been talking about actually buying proper Warhammer figures and painting them and, and doing the modeling for it. Mm-hmm. And then I saw Total War Warhammer, and I was like, oh, my God. Oh my! And obviously the, the launch trailer made it look amazing, and, and it was a totally kind of new experience compared to the 'cause because all the other Total War games have been founded in, like, history. Mm-hmm. So this was kind of founded in fantasy.
0: Yeah. By um, the way, that noise that Alex made at the start of there, like saying the reaction to the trailer was a very accurate recreation of the noise that he made as he saw that trailer. Like every time I'm in a different room, if I hear the noise, that means not I stubbed my toe, but wow, this trailer is amazing. I'm so hyped. I want it right now.
1: I do become obsessed with trailers, though. When the Starcraft 2 first oh, trailer came out, so I, watched, I watched it at least once a day. Yeah. Until I actually got my hands at the game, because it was... You have to admit.
0: Oh, uh, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm only segueing because I think no, it's, it's hilarious. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's funny. It's it, like, you know, it's, it's one of those things it? Anyway.
0: Have we have we gotten to explaining what... No,
1: not even a little bit. <laughs> and we're only, you know, Alex, eight come minutes on. in. I'm, I'm getting there. You
0: explained it to me really well at McDonald's, so I'm just saying. I
1: don't, I don't know, I'll give you a brief history of the Three Kingdoms.
0: Yeah, you right. don't have anyway, to go into right. massive detail here.
1: Yes, I do. And then there was <laughs> Warhammer Total War Two, which expanded it <laughs> out and brought in new races and all that kind of stuff. I'm saying I was hyped for those trailers. You knew yeah, how I hyped I was, and then we've just rewatched the trailer for Total War Three Kingdoms. And, and it, what was like, the noise that you made, Alex? It it just it put me in a coma. Yeah. First time I ever saw it, it put me in a coma for like five minutes. Like I physically couldn't. You yeah, know, that's
0: move. a little bit insulting to people who actually are in comas.
1: Oh, I'm sure they're not listening to this podcast right now.
0: Or who have been in comas.
1: Well, congratulations, you made it out of a coma. God.
0: So you with me. I'm just pointing it out.
1: Yeah, but you needlessly.
0: Yeah, I'm the politically correct one.
1: <laughs> sure. Um, so, you know. Yeah, I was crippled for like five minutes. I, I was paralyzed. I couldn't move. Um, and then after that, I just, I devolved into making those noises and then, uh, yeah, I, you know, I've lost my mind for it. Yep. So I'm super looking forward to that. That comes out, what, well, like September or something? It said fall 2018, so.
0: Between September and November.
1: Yeah, be like end of the year, which sucks, but at the same time. Stop I yawning, I forget. <laughs> you bloody yawned at me. How am I supposed to resist? Sorry. Um, it gives me plenty of time to forget about it and then like remember it and mm. be like, Oh my god, it's coming out next week. Um, so that's gonna be cool. So I'll move on to Dinosaurus and then we can talk about the three kingdoms and then. So Dinosaurus nine was has already been released on yep. the eighth and it has been slated. Yep. It's been absolutely destroyed. Yep. It's got so many <laughs> many, many, many performance issues on the consoles.
0: Which, on the consoles, you wouldn't expect to have performance issues. Yeah, exactly. Because consoles are built for gaming. Like, on PC, you can kind of forgive it, because it's difficult depending on the hardware you've got. But come on. Dynasty Warriors team, did you not UAT this and test it thoroughly on all consoles to make sure it runs? It
1: it might just be the newest consoles, because obviously it's like the PlayStation, the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X. Yeah,
0: but they're I know, they're I know, don't get me wrong. These, like, they released know, they, it they're... literally in the last you know, week and sorry. a half, so surely they should have done the same thing. I know, I know. They're the they're gonna
1: consoles. have to be releasing patches for it and things like that. Um, or they might just abandon it and do a totally new game. You know, who knows? Eh, sorry. Eh. yes
0: Alex's microphone keeps falling. It's this bloody boom arm. Anyway. I mean my boom arm works Shut up. absolutely fine.
1: That's cause you're a freak. Um so
0: Oh no, I treat my things well.
1: I'll dare you. So, yeah, Dinosaur 9 has been absolutely destroyed, which mm-hmm. I was gutted to hear. I completely mm-hmm. forgot it was released in beginning of February, and we went on to look at it just now to do some kind of background research. Um, and it's got like 2 out of 10 on Steam, mm-hmm. and it's, bit, it's got absolutely horrendous ratings and reviews yep. across yep. literally every single platform. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the first 10 pages of results on Google were all just, it's, it's crap, crap. crap. It's crap, it's crap, crap. Crap, crap, crap. Yeah. Crap. Um, which like the is, worst
0: game performance wise yet. It's like, damn. Which
1: I am absolutely crushed about. You are. Because the, the thing that was special about this Dinosaur Warriors game is that it was going to be open world. Uh-huh. And uh, the, the previous ones were kind of just um, linear missions. Uh-huh. Um, they were super fun. But when they announced it was going to be open world, immediately I was like, that's going to make it such an, an interesting game because i was wondering how they're going to tie in the storyline with it if you're allowed to freely roam around mm. china what's stopping you from just going and killing this guy and just like mm-hmm. ending it all right now type of thing um so i really wanted to see how they did that and apparently the, the game itself just doesn't run well mm-hmm. i think story-wise and, and mission-wise it's still good um well, but nobody's the, the, reviewed act- it exactly, well, the actual physical performance is so bad no one's really have the chance to no. they can't get to that point mm. um, which I am I'm absolutely good about to be honest because I was really looking forward to that like I say I've, I've been playing Dynasty Warriors since the first one mm-hmm. um, and then we went on to do some research and it just completely shocked me mm-hmm. um, so I, I mean I'm, I'm probably still going to buy it it depends on how they develop with it because I guarantee yeah. if it's performing this bad it's going to be super cheap in like Granger Games or something yeah. like that so yeah. I will end up buying it for the Xbox. I've always, I'm, I'm a PC gamer, but I've always played Dinosaurs on console. Don't mm-hmm. know why. I think it's just like a nostalgia thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and on PC, <coughs> excuse me, on PC, the mapping for the Xbox controller is super weird. Mm-hmm. I tried it. Downloaded Dinosaurs Eight. played that on my PC with my Xbox wired Xbox controller, and the mapping was so bizarre, mm-hmm. it was unbelievable. Kind of unplayable. And I couldn't really change it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, super good about Dynasty Warriors Nine mm-hmm. because
0: it seems to have failed in the fundamental.
1: Yeah, basically, like if if they don't do the story well, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But if the game itself runs at like mm-hmm. 19 FPS in the middle of a fight, yeah. that's a totally different thing altogether. Yeah.
0: And particularly because Dynasty Warriors itself has always been a graphically demanding game. Absolutely. So. You know, you always have a lot going on on one screen. You know, they rely on the main character taking out 10, 15 people at a time. In one so, hit. Yeah, so surely they've had so much experience with making sure that it graphically works that I don't know what went wrong here. I don't know whether the quality control was asleep when it went through them, but I don't know how they managed to raise it. And also, don't all games do alpha testing? Surely somebody would have picked up on that.
1: Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know if they uh Rushed it through, or you know, for whatever reason it's happened. No other Dinastories game has kind of met this, apart from Dinastories six or seven, mm. but that was for different reasons. That was because they only introduced three heroes per faction, which annoyed people because usually you pay like twenty, twenty five heroes per faction, and they only introduced three, and everyone's like, "What the hell is this mm. about?" But anyway, yeah. So that was like a completely different reason why that one mm. was was kind of miserable. So, like I said, I don't know if they. <laughs> okay, the that was my fault. Just really I was, was playing with the uh, I was playing with the cable. Um. So yeah, this time obviously it's a very fundamental so. problem. I think they can release That's patches sweet. and updates for it to fix. I know, but core this is... gameplay mechanics, I which know. like you know they shouldn't have to do, but at the end of the day they rushed it through. Probably. And now they have to pay for it. They which... probably
0: saw that Total War was making a Three Kingdoms game. I mean, maybe, yeah. Quite similar in... Well, it's the exact same story, but like, historical story. But obviously, it's just a different take on it. It's an RTS game versus a hack-and-slash game. Yeah. Um, which, but it uh, is a hack-and-slash
1: game, that's kind of merging with uh, an, an open-world RPG as mm. well. Um,
0: yeah, it's i think they might have been too ambitious
1: yeah which
0: i understand because from what you're saying about well what you told me about Dynasty Warriors, it's always been the same thing over and over again just better graphics different heroes and that kind of thing yeah but at some point you're gonna have to be a little bit more creative and i think that's what they tried to do with this but obviously they didn't give it enough attention to be like actually this is a completely new thing that we're doing here by making it a sandbox game we should probably test it a lot more to make sure that it works
1: open world games (laughs) the
0: microphone just really wants to hug you just hold it in your hand
1: i'll do it later okay jesus (laughs) hug you after um yeah i mean the open world games are always more demanding because Mm -hmm. the world is kind of constantly there Mm -hmm. whereas obviously other Games with a larger map will tend to go through loading zones, so mm-hmm. give the game time to, like catch up and things like that. Um,
0: and obviously, with the previous games, the the map would have been finite. It would have yeah, you know, it, it would yeah. Have, yeah every mission had thicker. its own yeah. little map. Whereas basically. I'm guessing, if you've got an open world game, you have to have a lot more randomization as well of characters. Yeah, exactly. And you, animals. Yeah, exactly. And,
1: you have to have. And I don't know. Maybe they're introduced a thing where if you'll be traveling along, you, you suddenly get jumped by like a group of bandits yeah. or something. Um,
0: Which is, again, a lot more graphically exactly. demanding. Exactly, and yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, the processor too. Cause know, I'm trying to think, a big
0: hit. Yeah, because I'm trying to think of like Skyrim and how much that takes. Exactly. Like, that's a big game. Exactly. Um, so I think they must have just underestimated how much of a challenge it is to make an open-world sandbox game and what implications shame. it can have even on the basic campaign.
1: Yeah, but I mean, it's that, another reason I'm so interested in Three Kingdoms Total War because mm-hmm. you're not you're, obviously with Dynasty Warriors, you were in the shoes of one hero mm-hmm. at a time, whereas in this, you know, you're in controlling the faction that you're part of, mm-hmm. but training the soldiers. I'd like to see what different kinds of soldiers they had because mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of that expanded on in Dynasty Warriors. Mm-hmm. You had you basically just had basic infantry, spear carrying infantry, sword infantry, Mm -hmm. cavalry. Mm -hmm. Everything very rarely. Um, So I'd like to see what kind of what kind of obviously they were they were using a lot of the same well along the same lines as like, um, Shogun Total War because that was Mm -hmm. based around the old Japanese Mm -hmm. shogunate wars. so, it'll be a lot of the same. You know, there'll be spear infantry, mm. and there'll be sword infantry, but then there'll probably be, like, armoured infantry, siege weaponry. Mm. I don't know if there's going to be an element of magic to it. It didn't seem like that in the trailer. Mm-hmm. No one's going to be flinging fireballs about, mm. so I think it's going to be quite historically,
0: which will be quote-unquote,
1: accurate, which will be amazing, yeah. Um I mean, the thing that it's all based on it's based on a book called Romance of the Three Kingdoms mm-hmm. which was written like I said a thousand years mm-hmm. after the actual events of mm-hmm. the the three kingdoms happened mm. so we kind of have to take all of what we hear with a pinch of salt mm-hmm. because you know it was written a thousand years after the fact, yeah, so all there really was was few historical records, which would have been altered and messed with. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a legend and tales that were passed around and things like that. It did happen. Mm -hmm. There was this big civil war. These were the factions involved. These were the heroes and generals involved. Mm -hmm. But you just have to kind of take it with a pinch of salt. Mm -hmm. Um, But it looks like from the trailer, they're going to be skipping over kind of the first part of it, which was the yellow turban rebellion, Mm -hmm. which is just after the, what?
0: But I thought I saw that in the trailer.
1: No, that was... Uh, I'll get to that. Sorry. So... No, that's no, <laughs> okay. Um, so the Elder Term Rebellion happened when the the Han Emperor died. Mm. Basically, a peasant rebellion mm. led by um, Zhang Zhao. Um, and that was quickly crushed. Mm. But while that was happening, uh, a guy called Dong Zhuo snuck into the capital, mm. forced the then-teenage emperor to kill himself. Mm-hmm. And put he uh, put that emperor's eight year old like half brother or something. Mm. He was in charge, but obviously Dong Zhu kind of just had him put mm-hmm. away in a room, and he started giving out orders. Um, so Cao Cao, who was the chancellor at the time, fled, assembled all the pretty mm-hmm. much all the same warlords that fought in the Yellow Turban Rebellion, mm-hmm. um, and went back to kick Dong Zhu out of uh, Liu Yang, which was the capital at the time. Um, it's where the emperor's throne was and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it worked. Mm-hmm. So that's, it looks like in the trailer, that's where it all starts. Dong Zhuo was the big guy on the horse. Mm-hmm. And Liu Bu, who was his enforcer, was the guy who was fighting mm-hmm. uh, Zhang Fei and Guan Yu. Um, who were Liu Bei's sworn oath kind of brothers.
0: Mm. Um, Bros.
1: They they were. I mean, they really were. Um, they met, I think, Liu Bei was helping a village... Which was under attack by the Yellow Turbans, and Jiang Fei and Guan Yu were also there fighting. And then they they saw Liu Bei, and they knew who they saw who he was, and they were like, "We got to help this guy unite the kingdom." Mm. So that, you know, it's quite a nice story. Whether it actually happened again is it's circumspect, debatable. but yeah, um, or whether it happened like that, mm-hmm. they were two generals under mm-hmm. Liu Bei. But whether it happened like that, um, so it looks like it's going to start with you fighting. Dong Zhuo. I don't know. I think it's going to expand into the whole Three Kingdoms War. Mm -hmm. Um, At least I would hope so, because there wasn't enough of a conflict between them and Dong Zhuo to warrant an entire game around it. Mm -hmm. There were, you know, a handful of battles. Mm -hmm. Dong Zhuo was killed by Lu Bu, then Lu Bu gets killed. Mm -hmm. Spoiler alert, by the way. Um, (laughs) 2,000 year old spoiler alert.
0: Oh, that's the worst. Longer than that,
1: actually. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Anyway, yeah. Um, so it's, it's going to be fascinating. Mm -hmm. After Dong Zhuo was defeated, you had basically three factions form. Mm -hmm. You had Cao Cao, you had, um, Sun Jian, you had Liu Bei, who controlled different parts of the kingdom. Mm -hmm. Um, the kingdom was basically split into like four or five areas. The main ones being Wei Wu and Shu. Mm Mm-hmm which were led by, like I say, the three guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all fought each other, they formed alliances with each other mm-hmm. against another person, and they broke that alliance, and they formed alliance with another person. You know, it was mm-hmm. a, a typical civil war. Um, and then um, I, Cao Cao basically came out on top with mm-hmm. his son and his advisor, and Wei basically won. Mm-hmm. Um, and it established the Jin dynasty. All right, right, okay. <laughs> um, so that, yeah, that was a super, you know, five minute summary of i mean of five f- 400 year civil war uh, 40, rather, 40 40 year civil uh, war
0: that wasn't a five well, minute summary
1: oh god no that was like a 15 minute summary yeah sorry guys uh, welcome to history with alex and maggie Any questions? i mean usually, hands usually you
0: chuck in stuff like and he said no man and he said yeah man and then you know you usually make it a lot more interactive i'm just saying
1: all right, I'll try and blitz no, through no, it no, again no, then, shall no, I? No. So, yeah. Dong Zhuo basically rocked no, no, no. up to the capital. He's like, right, you, split your own wrists. and uh, Right, you, your brother's dead. You're in charge now. And then South Cao was like, whoa, 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 buddy. Let's just take a step back now. And Dong Zhuo was like, oh, fuck you, get out of my city. So he ran away and he met you know Liu Bei and Sun Jian and, and Yuan Shu. And he was like, right, you guys, we fought the, the Yellow turbans together. Do you want to help me go get the capital back? And they were like, fuck yes, that guy's a dickhead. So they went and got the capital back. And then... Dong Zhuo tried it on with Diao Chan, who was Lu Bu's bae. And Lu Bu was like, I'm fucking not taking that. And he killed Dong Zhuo. And then they ran away to their castle together. And then Guan Yu and all the... Lu Bu and Cao Cao and Sun Jian were like, right, we need to kill this dicker Because he's bloody dangerous. So they went to get him. Guan Yu was like, step back, guys. This guy's mine. And I want his horse. Um, so, yeah, Guan Yu ended up killing Lu Bu, taking his horse, Red Hair, which is a massive, fast beast of a horse. Um... And, uh, and and then eventually Sal Sal was like, Right, I'm just gonna sit on the throne and Sun Jian and were like, Whoa, son, take a step. Uh, what's going on? uh So then they basically separated the three factions, started to have a massive fight, mm-hmm. and then there was like the Battle of chibi Bei. Mm-hmm. Sun Jian and Liu Bei were like, "Right, we need to take the South South dickhead down a peg. Let's burn all the ships." So they did it. But then afterwards, South South was Sun Jian who was like, "Do you want to help me kill Liu Bei?" he was like, "Fuck yes, I want to help you kill Liu Bei." So they went to do it, and then they you know this whole war kicked off, mm-hmm. and then Sun Jian died, and then his son uh, Sun Quan died, and then Sun Quan's brother Sun Ce also died and then their sister, Sun Chang Jiang, guess what happened to her? I'll cut you off there. She died. So, eventually, (laughs) Shu completely disappeared into nothingness. Even though they had some of the greatest generals and some of the best tactical minds of the Mm -hmm. entire war, they were just, they they were fucked. Mm -hmm. Um, Which was super sad. They just had so many turns of bad luck. It was unbelievable. They just kept getting dicked over and ambushed. And eventually they were like, right, you know what? This is between you two now. So, new bands of dying. Zhang Fei is betrayed by his own soldiers and his head is delivered to Cao Cao as a gift. Mm-hmm. Um, and Guan Yu dies. His son Guan Ping, I believe, goes on to help Liu Bei's son, who's a bit of a bitch. Um, so then eventually Cao Cao just rolls over them because he's a massive dick. Um, and then he's like, right, my dynasty now.
0: See, this is the kind of history that I find enjoyable. <laughs> when you and that was a like two-minute that... summary. <laughs> and when you explain it like that we need to make that like little little nuggets like little podcast nuggets like history with Alex as a segment
1: I should just be a history teacher can you imagine just dropping bombs like that like, right in
0: <laughs> you'd basically be like the Lynn manuel Miranda basically of history. Uh, like, uh, history sir, what happened
1: during the second world war right sit down <laughs> So, this arsehole, Hitler, was like, Right, bruv, you've uh, severely limited Germany's capacity, I want to change that. And America was like, No, we don't really want you to. And Hitler was like, Fuck you, I'm doing it anyway. So the UN was like, Ah, yeah, right, whatever. Just don't do it too much. And Hitler was like, Alright, I'll be careful, JK. And then went on to completely fuck. Out. And then eventually he started invading France and Belgium and stuff, and Britain was like, Right, I've had enough of this shit.
0: And now it was too late, so anyway. And then
1: they go to the exam and they're like, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> Who was Churchill? Was he the dickhead that said this? Or was, he the <laughs> was he the guy that drank and smoke with the jowls? Or was he the guy with the moustache?
0: So anyway, so that's the shortened, more exciting <laughs> version of the um, well, history. More street
1: version yeah. of the romance. Episode.
0: But see, honestly, I find that a lot easier to understand when you explain it like that. Who was Lubu? He's the guy who's, who, who um, runs away to the castle with his bay.
1: What's his bay name?
0: I don't remember her, but I remember that Diao dong, Zha, dong tried to get it with her, so that's why Lubu killed him. That's true. But actually, you in, in your retelling, I think you used Lubu when you meant to say Lubu a couple of times. When? Because you said somebody killed one of them, and then you mentioned him again, even though he'd already been to de- Anyway, I don't remember where it was somewhere after Dong Zhao got killed. God damn it, Maggie. What?
1: That's, you know, two and a half thousand years of history. <laughs>
0: <Just> <laughs> so, sometime
1: after Dong Zhuo got
0: killed. <laughs> 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 it was like close to that part where you said that Lu Bu and his babe went to their castle. And then I think you said Lu Bei got killed. But then you said some, somebody still said, uh, anyway.
1: Lu Bu was killed at the castle by Guan Yu, who was Lu Bei's general. And so brother. Okay, jeez. Peach tree. Oh, God damn it, Maggie.
0: <laughs> anyway. So there's a very so, quick rundown. <laughs> so years basically before. the quick rundown of these two games boils down to they center on the same storyline. Yeah. They both take a completely different look at it. So um, total what?
1: I'm just going to say.
0: Yumbreak. break.
1: Dynasty Warriors. There's nine games so far. Each game typically has two expansions, where you have Extreme Legends and you have Empires. So that's like 27 games, give that's or a take. Lot of games. All based around this one 40-year period. And um, also,
0: I'd like to point out that that game is made by a Japanese company, which to me sounds really weird that they're making a game about Chinese history. But anyway,
1: well, go no, because like I say, America and the UK doesn't about the rest of the world all the time, so Just it's like. um, Total War Three Kingdoms is a perfect example of that. Creative Assembly and Sega, two American companies making a game about China's history. So, uh, anyway, yeah. So, Dennis DeRoyers, Tecmo Koyai... Twenty-seven games around one forty-year period, and yet they always, apart from number nine, apparently, mm-hmm. they um, always nail it. I've never been disappointed by a Dinosaurus mm. game because the story changes a little bit each time enough mm. to keep you interested. There's new characters, there's new weapons, which is always a super fun thing to be like, "Oh, can't wait to see what that guy's spear looks like." Giggity. Um, <laughs> the interesting thing that's going that that Total War is going to bring to it is that they have a long-running history with developing these these amazing historical RTS games that mm. are. Super fun to play, mm-hmm. based in accurate history, mm-hmm. uh, like accurate depictions of history as well. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Rome Total War II was um, era relevant. Mm-hmm. So the ships were the right kind of ships. Mm-hmm. The soldiers were the right kind of soldiers. The models on them, like, mm-hmm. not all the legionaries wore the exact same stuff mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, they kind of had to buy their own gear. Mm-hmm. So, there were some of them, you know, had like chainmail, some mm. of them had not plate but mm. overlapping, uh, kind of iron armor. Mm. Um, their shields were the same size, mm-hmm. but there were different designs on them. Mm-hmm. Their swords were the same, they all had the throwing spears. Um, so they have. Creative Assembly and Sega have this history of making these incredibly accurate mm-hmm. historical RTS games mm-hmm. um, and I think they're going to do this kind of um, period yeah, of history yeah. really, really well. <laughs> mm, they're going to do uh, it justice. They really are. So we'll see if Dynasty De Warriors becomes more stable. Dynasty De Warriors 9 uh, stabilizes mm. and then we'll when um, Three Kingdoms Total War mm. comes out. I'll need a serious computer upgrade <laughs> to be able to play it. So in three years' time, I'll be able to give you a review of that. <laughs> I mean... Now, all I need is a new graphics rawr. card. All I need is a new graphics card. The rest yeah. of it's
0: fine. So, yeah. So, overall, it's interesting that, you know, these companies are bringing out games that are very similar to each other, but different. And the fact that... Um, you know, they are different storytelling. Like when I watch you play Dynasty Warriors, yeah. it's just a hack and slash game. You you just really button mash, and it doesn't seem like there's that much strategy to it. I know there's a little bit of extra strategy, bit and obviously the expansions, like you say, they bring a little bit of extra strategy to it. But um, the Total War games seem to be a lot more strategic, a lot more thought yeah, put into yeah. them. You know, you have to, like you say, you have to manage cities, you have to make sure that people don't revolt while you're also conquering other people, which I think will just make the story a lot more. Have a lot more depth. Yeah. You know, the Dynasty Warriors games are always about the the, the fight of it. Yeah, so the like wars, the fights. Yeah, yeah the, the, the wars. Right, yeah. Whereas Total War probably looks at a lot more of the broader
1: yeah, it's broader like economic management yeah. and people management and mm. the generals and, and there's also like the diplomacy side of things. Mm. You have to manage relationships with other people and, and trade with them mm. basically to survive a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it takes a massively broad scope.
0: Yeah, so um, it should be really interesting. And I just it? think
1: it's you know it's a time mm. period that deserves a lot more. Um, oh yeah, attention.
0: Well, they've run out of um, World War Two games that they can make, so oh, now they're no, reverting yeah. to a different. Give war. Call
1: of Duty a chance. <laughs> they they'll do another one. Yeah, I, <laughs> I know mean they to will. be fair, Battlef- it's, The guys who do Battlefield have only done Battlefield One, mm. so they need to do a World War yeah. Two game, which also means Call of Duty needs to do a World War One game. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, but I guess this gives them a little bit of extra scope.
1: Can you imagine, like, Total War, World War One? Oh, that would be awesome. Anyway. So <laughs> well,
0: if Sega slash Creative Assembly make it, we know where they got the idea.
1: I just think, yeah. It's, you know, it, it's a time period. You're welcome, guys. It's a time period that deserves more attention. Yeah, so it's, absolutely. It's good to see that, you know, there are Tecmo, yeah, and Dynasty Warriors. <laughs> I know I said I'd stop playing with the cable, but we all knew I was lying. So, <laughs> Tecma and Dynasty Warriors isn't super massive. Yeah. It's not cult small. No. But it's not a massive game. No. Whereas Total War is huge. Yeah. So, yeah. it's it'll be nice to see it, you know, just mm-hmm. this period of history getting that kind of attention.
0: And I think, I just, I do like the fact that um, games like Total War give you a much better idea of history. And yeah. I feel like, Kids play those kinds of games, they get so much in depth knowledge about that era that I think it can only be beneficial to their learning. Which you know, a lot of people don't see the benefit of that in games, and there aren't many games where you do get a lot of learning. But I think we can rely on Total War doing it enough justice that uh-huh. it's accurate enough that it will actually teach them something valuable, and hopefully, it'll just mean more nerds. For history. So, yeah,
1: we do love nerds. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Anyway, that you know, brief look at the games, brief overview of the history. Mm-hmm. Um, so that should be all, you guys. I need
0: mean, to it's know. perfectly timed, really, because it's the Lunar New Year.
1: Exactly, yeah. year of the and, dog.
0: Yeah, year of the dog. And I recently was enlightened, which you know doesn't happen often, but <laughs> I was recently enlightened to the fact that actually saying Chinese New Year isn't exactly correct. Um, so, apparently, the you know, because all Asian countries, or most Asian countries, celebrate the Lunar New Year, yeah. apparently it's quite insulting to them. Like, for, yeah, like, for example, Vietnamese been. people, to, for people to say it's Chinese New Year when it's actually just, like, Lunar New Year. So, FYI, if you ever want to be very politically correct <laughs> about that and make some people happy, Lunar then New Year. it's Lunar New Year. Okay. So... It just seems like it, it came out at the perfect time, didn't it? Dynasty Warriors 9. Oh, yeah. Maybe no, why they rushed it through Exactly. Goal. Same with... Yeah, People tomorrow. are into that culture at the, around this time, so... Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah. So yeah
1: that, that, that was your brief overview, anyway. Um, so, Maggie. Mm-hmm. Would you rather do the rough or the GN?
0: I'll do the GN.
1: I figured you would, yes. <laughs> so, we'll move on to our regularly scheduled... uh mm-hmm show Mm -hmm. so we give you a random useless fact every episode you know this by now Mm -hmm. so the random useless fact of today is apparently apparently Uh but i believe it but apparently (laughs) 60 percent of all people using the internet so this is millions of people Mm -hmm. literally billions of people Mm -hmm. daily using the internet apparently 60 percent of those people use it for pornography
0: yeah, I'd believe that.
1: Yeah. But isn't like 60% of the internet made up of porn? It's I
0: something would say like 80%. It, 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 yeah, it's a
1: disturbingly high statistic yeah. of the, web pages the, are porn.
0: Yeah, and the rate at which the internet is growing just keeps expanding. But I would not be surprised.
1: <laughs> it's going to be crazy. So, yeah, that's your it. Right. Maggie. Yeah. Do you have some good news for us?
0: Yes. So, this is some good news. Um,. I think this is an ongoing project. I can't exactly pinpoint exactly where this comes from in terms of time period. But Chile, or Chile? Chile. Chile? um, The country, not the <laughs> thingy. Um, is converting, I think, it, either converted or converting 11 million acres of land into national park land, hoping to reintroduce Patagonia into the wild in order to roll back decades of deforestation. So Woo. they're actually fighting... The you know the fact that the Amazon is getting torn down at alarming rates by rebuilding some of their history and that's a very nice thing. So good on you guys. Keep going with it. You'll have it. much more oxygen than most of the developed countries in the world. Yeah, <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah. Just saying. That's true. You're a breath of fresh air. Go to Chile. <laughs> um, so yeah, those those we you know. Mm-hmm. This was the episode. Um, mm-hmm. If you've got any questions, fire them at us. Um, if you if you are... want
0: um, Al- History with Alex to be a regular segment, then please let us know.
1: And let me know which time period you want yeah. me to cover, and I'll yeah. rattle it off. Um, <laughs> so, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, all that jazz. Then. We also have the comments section on the website now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if under this episode you want to leave us a comment, suggestion, talk to us, whatever, mm-hmm. feel free. We always love interacting with you guys. It always makes us feel better. Mm -hmm. Um, and we'd like to have a bit more of a community aspect Mm to this podcast you know it's it's your podcast mm-hmm. um, so yeah um, find us on all the social media or find us on iTunes leave a review mm-hmm. subscribe if you can it'll be Please. awesome
0: it'll be really helpful
1: yeah we can grow the podcast and, and all that kind of stuff it'll be super great um, if you want to support the channel a bit more you can buy us a coffee so the Ko-fi link on the website mm-hmm. um, so if, you've, if got you've got PayPal, PayPal you yeah. can just you can buy us a coffee support the show some love that would mm-hmm. be awesome um, other than that sharing sharing is caring I anticipated so, that Yes, find us on social media and say hi. Mm-hmm. We would love that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. If let you us got know any of your good news. Exactly. If you've got know. some good news or if you've got a random useless fact, yeah. tell us. And we, mm-hmm. we might just very well put it in an episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so other than that, I want to thank you all very much for listening once mm-hmm. again. We do appreciate it. And as always, I've been Alex. I've been Maggie. And this was Socially course.